Listening to Being Jim Davis, the program whose in house bar serves only Lyman Coke. My name is Christopher Winter, and I'm Jim Davis. And my name is Jonathan Gibson, and I am Jim Davis. John, today is Sunday, the 17th of September, 1978, and we are looking at the 91st ever Garfield. Mm comic strip big Mm. 91 closing in rapidly on that first century and i can almost taste it yeah it's just it's palpable provided it tastes like a lime and coconut Lacroix, i I can taste it currently palping it (laughs) no no one's gonna gonna say you can't palp it (laughs) you you can palp anything is it look is it impalpable (laughs) no it's not (laughs) Uh, yeah try and tell me i can't palp something it's john it's our right as americans to palp whatever we damn well please damn right make america palp again oh fuck doesn't even make sense well chris since john what happens i I gather i'm gathering i'm gathering that you would like me to read a synopsis? Here? I would. And, I would. Uh, I just. I just so happen to have one. Oh, that's that's. I mean, suspiciously convenient. Chris, today in the world of Garfield, mm-hmm. we finally learn the tragic consequences of the famous wax fruit eating strip from the beginning of this month. Does Garfield die? Well, you've read it, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I mean, did, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't die. No, well, uh, you know, I will say, John, the consequences of today's strip, like, I, I feel like today's takes a real dark turn near the end. You think? Yeah, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. So astute listeners will recall, of course, the strip from September 1st, in which Garfield ate an entire bowl full of wax fruit except for the the peel of the banana quote unquote appeal and cores it's all just wax of the it's all wax so and, and interestingly we, and wax, I, we didn't people. mention this he actually did apparently eat like the stem from the grapes <laughs> so yeah. it's not even consistent not even consistent with its own world Mm. So, John, Jim, how does da- that, Jim Davis, how does that strip connect with today's? Perhaps today's strip is just an expo de- expose of John Arbuckle buying more wax fruit, <laughs> going to the wax fruit store to that. That would be much better. Mm. You know, and, and you know, another thing, I'll tell you, we never we never learned the outcome of Garfield's diet. Did he lose a bunch of weight? I mean, it I mean, looks about the same to me. Yeah. No, uh, Garfield goes to the vet in today's strip. Well, which, jump which, straight I mean, to the punchline. I I mean, I assume that's. Uh, I mean, it ha- I mean, Gar- he would have to go to the vet after eating a bunch of wax, right? I mean, I mean that's not good for you. I don't know. I, our dog eats all kinds of things. I know cats and dogs are different, but like he'll just anything. He'll put it in his mouth and he'll just poop it out. 
just whatever. Really? Yeah, those those darts that Nerf guns shoot. He'll eat those, poop them out. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of, that's dog kind of food, awesome. pasta. You know, whatever. Um. All right. Well, um, should we talk about this strip or? I mean, because we can. Wanna, like, we don't have to. If you, you want to, do you want to just skip it? Well, it's just okay. So this is a Sunday strip, folks. So it's you know, there's a lot of panels. We're just gonna go quick here. Panel one. A lot of, a lot of stuff to uh, to touch on. Panel one. John Arbuckle picks up Garfield. You know, by the well. Okay, let's. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's no way to pick up a cat. Sometimes, John, you will grab a cat by the scruff of the neck. Yeah. But yeah. that's not what he's doing. He's got two <laughs> hands. not what he's doing. One hand is like grabbing Garfield behind his shoulder blades. <laughs> and one and hand the, And sort the other of like, like around his butt. Yeah. And he's just yeah. like, he's not picking him up. Like he's not supporting the bottom of Garfield. He's just grabbing him and pulling him no. up. Oh, you know what? I will tell you what. what no wonder Garfield Chris. seems upset. Garf, or, uh, John's hands in this panel. Mm-hmm. Do you know what they look like to me? Yes. Do you know those? Yes. Do you know? Do you, yes. do you, know, do you the, know those claw machines? That, oh my god! <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, it's like That's picking, exactly the what robot they arms like. picking up a stuffed animal. That's, That's what it what looks they like look because is like. he's, he's, he's really he's just using his 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 uh, his thumb and his, like his first two fingers of each hand. Like the other, he's not even using his his other fingers. It's just like John. That's a ridiculous way to pick up a cat. No John, wonder Garfield is exasperated. Can we talk about this panel at even greater length and more <laughs> painstaking detail? Look at, look closely at the positioning of John Arbuckle's fingers and thumbs. Okay. <laughs> the why are they like that? Right. The 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 hand that's picking up near Garfield's head. The thumb is facing away from us the uh, the readers but the mm-hmm. hand near his near his butt the thumb is facing towards us try and do that with your hands <laughs> it's actually it's almost painful to and uh, once again for the benefit of listeners uh chris is is attempting is demonstrating this action visually and i, think I can tell you it is quite entertaining john arbuckle would need to be physically straddling garfield if i'm standing like this listeners you can't see me but if i'm standing like this and my hands are sort of in front of me i can just about do it but his legs would you'd need to have like a leg on either side of garfield and more to the point john why why would he do that he has yeah. no reason to do that. You don't pick up a cat like that. No, that's you not d- how you, you pick up a cat. You don't do that. And even if you could... Why would you? Why would you? And even if you would... Why should you? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> look, no, go on. I don't, look, look let's I, don't presume, have, I don't have any more helping verbs. Go on. Let's, let's, let's presume... Uh, ought? Uh, let, let's presume that we live in a universe in, in, in which the, the following presuppositions are true. Yes. Number one, it is appropriate to pick up a cat using only... Your thumb and and two forefingers of each hand, and and only by the very tip of the cat's back. Uh, it is it is both appropriate and uh, um, possible, desirable. Yeah, yeah, desirable, um, appropriate. Yeah, e- efficacious. Um, <laughs> and and number three, 
Um, if I numbered that correctly, uh-huh. um, all standard physical laws apply. Yeah. Another and another number. <laughs> <laughs> Proposition Aleph one. <laughs> no, bananas uh, grow facing <laughs> downwards rather than upwards. <laughs> Sorry, go Wait, on. Don't don't they? I think they grow face like pointed. A weird oh, way. Oh, yeah, I guess they do. Go on. Well, you know what? It, it fits. It fits in your hand. Just so. Ah, uh, no, I, I, I do it. I, I can't do that. All right. So, <laughs> <sighs> look. Next, next look. presupposition. Oh, uh, well, that would be a different apologist. Um, no. Here, look, here's my thing. Uh huh. So, assuming this is appropriate and possible, blah 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 blah. blah uh. The rest. What confounds me is that the Garfield's body is not behaving in like a way that makes any sense whatsoever. No, it, he's Garfield's body is reacting to the 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 forces on him mm-hmm. as though he were like a flat cardboard cutout. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like John is picking up a piece of poster board or something. And it, it it's just moving like as a unit, and like it doesn't, it doesn't droop or sag, mm. or or respond to gravity in any believable way whatsoever. Very true. John, in panel two. Yeah. Okay. Go on. <laughs> well, I just I, yeah, because we're. I think the panels will start moving more quickly now. It's worth hmm. noting that judging from panels one through. Six or maybe seven. John Arbuckle does not own a cat carrier. Hmm. Did they not have cat carriers in the nineteen seventies? Yeah, maybe we didn't. Maybe they were invented in the in the eighties. Or Who did knows? did Lyman steal his cat carrier and sell it to buy drugs? Or um, maybe Lyman has has left. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't see after him in the... after. After John's cold-hearted treatment of him in yesterday's <laughs> trip, maybe Lyman took his dog and in in Garfield's carrier and and left town. Hashtag crying Lyman. <laughs> went went to find his next big score. Uh, anyway, panel two. That's that's neither here nor there. In the second panel of this comic strip, this multi-panel strip, <laughs> which which again. Is eight panels long. <laughs> John is is attempting to wrestle Garfield away from a easy chair, mm. from an easy chair, and uh, yeah, which Garfield is latched onto with his claws. Yeah, and, jo- um, and this time John's got Garfield sort of under his arm, and yeah, I, I can imagine carrying a cat sense. like that. Yeah, yeah. Panel yeah. three, he's holding Still Garfield in front bit. of him. Okay. And Garfield's going like crazy with all of his paws trying to get out and he's looking alarmed. That's the way that I carry a cat. Yeah, I mean, I do it all different ways, but yeah. Like maybe maybe inverted, mm-hmm. you know? Mhm. But but uh but 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 that's that, like that's basically where you want your hand. Makes a little more sense, yeah. Uh you yeah. get one hand under there to support his bottom. They like they oh, like yeah. have their oh, bottom oh, supported. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Panel 4. I love John picking is, up a cat. Uh, Garfield is enormous in this panel. <laughs> John is shoving him into the front door of the car, and and let's John, <laughs> let's we're gonna we're gonna talk about the car. John is well, 
John is putting Garfield in the driver's seat as if he expects <laughs> Garfield to drive the car. That's not where you put your cat when you put your cat in the car. Like, yeah, well, you know, if you don't have a carrier, it doesn't matter where you put your cat. He's gonna, he is gonna end up in uh, beneath your feet in the, yeah. in the driver's side. Uh, am I right? Am I right? Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. But Garfield is is so large that he's uh, John is having trouble because Garfield is is blocking. Uh, or preventing himself from from getting from being pushed through yeah, this spread his limbs out the doorway he spread his limbs out and he's got a one paw on the uh, like the top of the car and his his uh, lower hind paw is is down on the on the seat and he's got another <laughs> paw is touching the like the well, I guess I guess that's just the back of the seat yeah but his tail is almost touching the ground I mean <laughs> is Garfield oh. in ocelot. It's possible. It's very possible. I mean, he acts. Look, look. The way he was chasing Odie in yesterday's strip. I mean, he was yeah. acting like a uh, a large hunting cat. <laughs> yeah, that that would make sense. Yeah, he does not um, like being put in that car. Panel five. John Arbuckle Chris, is. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. Hold on. Well, and we may need to get into panel five uh-huh. for this discussion. Yeah. But I just I. My, I have a question, uh-huh. and and the question is: uh, Have we seen John's car before? No, I think this is the first first appearance of John Arbuckle's and a ride. Question: Would you like to discuss John Arbuckle's car with me for several minutes? Oh, you know I would. You know I would. Where where to begin? It's a red car. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a sporty two-seater. It's a two-seater, two-seat sedan. Yep, yep. Yep. Two doors, two seats, one steering um, wheel, we presume. Definitely has that uh, sort of archetypical 70s uh, rear wheel um, design where, like, a, the chassis kind of covers the, mm. not the chassis, but the um, thing. The, the metal car. part. The metal part. <laughs> the painted part. The car part. The car. Look, folks, if you want to listen to car talk, just listen to car talk. We don't know what all the different parts of the car are called. Um, <laughs> but the top I, the top part of the, the wheel is obscured, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's cut off in sort of a straight... Yeah, I like that look. Yeah, horizontal cool line. Look. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a 70s thing. It's a thing that the cars tracks. sometimes have, yeah. Um, Old and that front door is, is, is enormous. Um, <laughs> it is. Yeah, and uh, like, uh, yeah. In panel five, when you see far him bigger slamming than Garfield the door, now, yeah, it's it's a it's a large door. Yeah, you know, John. Ordinarily, <laughs> in the universe we inhabit, ordinarily, if you were if you were trying to persuade someone that a door was large, you wouldn't be like, man, that door it's bigger than a cat. Yeah. Exactly, but in in the Garfield universe, yeah, I mean that's a fair statement. It is much bigger than Garfield, which makes it exceptionally large. Well, yeah, I mean we just saw Garfield larger than the doorway mm. in the previous panel, and yeah. now like what's going on? Is panel five the panel two of this strip? I don't know. Could, I don't. I don't well feel be. qualified could to well make be. that judgment. It what, could well. What be. model car do you think this is, Chris? 
Uh, I am. I don't know anything about cars, so I'm not a car person. No, no, nor am I. Like it's almost. It's almost as if you couldn't hey, have chosen you know two worse did? people to pose you know and I, answer this question. Yes. Do you know what I just did? What did you just do? I think I. I just. Uh, um, I just affirmed the consequent because I, I misspoke. <laughs> I, I said. I said. Hashtag uh, um, logical fallacies. I said. I don't know anything about cars, so I'm not a car person. <laughs> but well, I meant what I meant. What, what I meant to say was, I'm not a car person, so I don't know anything about cars. You know, I think I can imagine the arrow of causation yeah, going in it, either direction. There, it, it it could go the other way. But the, what I, what I was trying to say was the um, the second way that I said, mm. leading to the ultimate point. I don't know what the answer is of what kind of car it is. John, I'm not a car, car person, so I don't know about cars, so I don't know what kind of car this is. I'm I'm going to call it a Mazda. Okay. Because I Googled two-seat sedan, and it did <laughs> Google image search, and the red one, when I clicked on it, says that it's a <laughs> Mazda. And this car is also red, and they, they look kind of similar. Okay. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, mystery solved there. It's, it's clearly a Mazda. Um, the thing I I'll like, go with that. The thing I like about John Arbuckle's car, John, Yeah. And I, look, I don't want to spoil things, but in panel eight, we see the veterinary clinic. The color... We've already, already mentioned it. Yeah. going to the vet. The color scheme of John's car... Mm. matches the matches color scheme the of the veterinary clinic, which suggests uh. to me that John Arbuckle has a large number of cars and he chooses <laughs> which car he's going to take Based to on match his destination, <laughs> the color scheme of his destination. So this would be an example of the extremely foppish John Arbuckle. And ridiculously and, and like wealthy. Fashion, fashion conscious. What? How did he get that wealthy? Have a well, different you know, car maybe, for everywhere he's going. He does draw the the extremely successful national nationally syndicated comic strip Norm Ni- Norm Nat. Mm, maybe did that's we, it. I, did did we establish that? I think well, we did. I mean, I'm I'm wondering now if John Arbuckle is maybe a drug kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we well, then, know then he, then he'd be driving a DeLorean. We know that he has a checkered past. Uh, you know, we know that he had sort of a wild past in the 1960s. Oh, oh do you think it explains oh, here's, his relationship here's, here's with Lyman? Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that um, John was was the was the pusher that got Lyman hooked on on uh, the, the drugs? I'm I'm almost wondering if Lyman is like John Arbuckle's Walter White. <laughs> like you know, he's he's hmm. the sort of crazy and unstable. Chemist. No, I think I think of I think of John Arbuckle as Walter White. Well, I mean, this is back like during I don't know season four or so, like when Gus was still around. I'm seeing John as Gus and Lyman oh, as Walter Wright, Walter White. Uh, Does that track? Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. That's just Boy. I'm just spitballing here. I'm yeah, just yeah. spitballing. Yeah, we, this certainly won't be. Is the it podcast. canon? No, it's not canon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fanon. <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I'm glad that you brought up the color 
of John Arbuckle's car because I I, I was quite fascinated by this. It's a red car. Mm -hmm. Typically, red cars are kind of thought of as as a cars that people who like to speed mm-hmm. uh, buy. Yeah, yeah, and it's also you know? also that it's a two seater. You know, it's kind of it's a, a little sporty it's number. A sporty, yeah, yeah. Like, like I mean, John is, or it could be that John is having like some kind of midlife crisis, and so he bought this sporty car. Mm-hmm. Or he could just be, uh, I don't know, some kind of speed demon. I mean, John, it's possible that you are correct. I honestly don't know because, again, I was not listening, was was not listening to you. I was busy Googling shades of red because, well, you're correct. (laughs) I didn't didn't say what shade of red it was. Yeah, well, you're correct that it's a red car. It's a particular shade of red, wouldn't you say? Like, that's not your standard, like, cherry red sports car. There's something mild about it. I think I would call it... uh, Vermilion? I thought you were going to call it Alizarin Crimson. Because that's the shade I'm comparing it to right now. <laughs> Honestly, I was going to go with just Crimson, but then I figured that was too obvious if you were actually looking it up. I mean, I'm, have a look at Alizarin Crimson. Alizarin, A-L-I-Z-A-R-I-N, Crimson. And tell me if you think that's a match. <laughs> Chris, I'm sure the answer to what you just said is yes. <laughs> However, <laughs> I was not paying attention <laughs> because I was too busy Googling Vermilion <laughs> to find out, just to make sure that it actually is a color. Because I had a moment of doubt after I said it that I was going to be really embarrassed later when I learned that it was actually not a color at all. But, you know, I'm going to double down. I think this is actually really close to Vermilion. Really? Yeah. I mean, have you you Googled Alizar and Crimson? (laughs) Um, Should we finish this episode of our podcast? I assume a lot of that is getting cut out. Yeah, so in panel... Um, so they go to the vet. That's what happens. Um, Garfield uh, cl- clinging to John's f- head while they're in the car, while they're mm. driving. In yeah. Cats, the- John, cats famously love being in the car. Yeah. Particularly when they're not in a carrier. In uh, this, in the um, penultimate panel, uh, mm-hmm. John is. they have arrived at their location. John is opening the door, preparing to exit... Uh, at which point Garfield uh, runs out of the car. Yeah, uh, he's, he's in a in a hurry. Yeah, he's just like uh, in in uh, yeah in fright. Mm-hmm. I would say. Um, yeah, yeah, and then in, in panel eight, um, we've we've big we have, reveal. Uh, big the reveal. Camera has, the camera has panned around. To show the this is John. Uh, this is I can only compare this panel to the end, the surprise end of the movie, The Usual Suspects. In panel eight, Kaiser Soze <laughs> is standing in the foreground, staring sardonically at the camera. The guy drops his coffee cup. Mark Ruffalo drops his coffee cup. <laughs> yeah, they went to the vet. They went to the veterinary uh, clinic. It's right there. 
on the sign in front of the, um, you know, up above the, the, mm-hmm. the door. And the color scheme, Chris, the color scheme of this building. Uh, we have uh, kind of a, cat, a, a, a hot dog mm. color scheme. We've got red ketchup-y. And a nice, red, nice and mustardy, and yellow. Mustard, mustardy yeah. yellow. Good point. Yeah. Well, you have French's mustard. Yeah. You know, not good, not good. John mustard. Arbuckle, um, John, and I'm going to apologize for saying something borderline relevant. John Arbuckle is thinking somehow they always know, which is functioning as a punchline in this strip. Yeah, this strip, which has been up until this point, unusually mm. silent. You know, we had we had all we had was the onomatopoeia in in panel five of the yeah. door slamming. Would have I would have liked it if the whole s- strip had been silent. I don't think that somehow they always know is necessary or doesn't add much. Doesn't add anything. No. Yeah. Can I tell you what? This strip ends with Garfield running away from his owner. It does. It does. Uh, he's far from home. One presumes he doesn't know how to get back. Do you think next week's sequence will just revolve around, like, John Arbuckle making lost cat signs and putting them up around his neighborhood? <laughs> it's just a long series where, like, there's no dialogue and it's just John looking sad. <laughs> I, I can only assume. Mm. Yeah, because this has to... I mean, this... I Look, a thing happened... And obviously, it's going to have consequences. And uh, none of us thought it would happen. None of us thought it would happen. But uh, in retrospect, like I guess we were out of touch. Yeah, we thought a thing about a place, and that place is a different place from where we thought it was. <laughs> you know, we thought we were going to the veterinary clinic, but now we're just running around a city, lost. We don't know how to get back home. We're just a cat. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you think you're going to the. Where's a a place a cat would want to go? Uh, Disneyland. Sometimes you think you're going to Disneyland. <laughs> well, you should have then, accepted like... that. <laughs> that's not. That's not a. Pl- it sounds reasonable to me. They like to go sometimes to the beach. You, you're you're in a car and you think you're going to Disneyland because like, you know, like because you're a cat. The majority. Well, let's say the majority of the people in the car decide they want to go to Disneyland, but because of the like weird geography of like of who's sitting, who's sitting where, and 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 like the rules for for you know deciding who gets how many votes, like were drawn up like a thousand years ago by a bunch of assholes that are like, if we're out of touch, they're like way way more out of touch, and. Like the car ends up going to the vet. It, was that was was that clear? I mean, I feel like it got away from you a little bit at the end, but I I, I mean, you, mm. in the middle and then at the end, you brought it back to a strong conclusion. <laughs> um, it sounds like what you're saying is we and everything we know and everyone we love are completely fucked, and there's nothing we can do about it. And thanks for listening to us today. It's been fun. 
Fuck. Uh, you've been listening to Being Jim Davis. A podcast produced by two idiots full of sound and fury and signifying nothing. You can support the program by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. You can visit the blog at www.beingjimdavis.com where you can leave us a comment or send us an email. Info at beingjimdavis.com You can follow us on Twitter at beingjimdavis or follow me at Dr. Underscore Garfield. And you can follow me at Inscrutable Taco. Thanks for listening, and goodbye for now. Goodbye. Slave to the drowning wave.